it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for your company. Just before we get into the main part of today's program, uh, just a message from Jen Parry. If you are interested in an audio described movie afternoon and a Zoom call to follow, the New South Wales ACT State Division is holding a movie afternoon this coming Saturday, the 3rd of October. If you'd like to know more information, call BCA and ask to speak to Jen Parry, and uh, she'll be able to give you information on what that's all about. The focus this week is on the Brisbane branch. Graham Innes. So welcome to New Horizons. Um, I have with me David Saxberg, the president of the Brisbane branch, and Paul Price. David, could you tell us firstly, uh, just briefly, about yourself and your role in the branch? I'm the president up here in Brisbane. I was elected last year. Um, It's been a very interesting experience. Excellent. And what do you do in the rest of your life, David? Um, What I do in the rest of my life, I do a bit of website testing for companies. I play blind golf, do a bit of music, Um, be honest, a bit of a train spotter. But other than that, I care about public transport and access and issues of equality for whom all have disabilities, both blind, physically disabled, wheelchairs, so on and so forth. So I sit on access committees regarding that up here in Queensland. But other than that... uh, not much, and sometimes BCA does take up quite a bit of my time. Paul, welcome to you as well. Tell us about your role in the branch and, and how you fill your time otherwise. Thanks, Graham. Uh, I've been vice coordinator for a number of years now. I can't remember when I started, but I know it was some, I was at least the previous term under Steve Richardson when he was president. Mm-hmm. Um, I, outside the BCA branch, I'm doing radio with uh, reading radio for RPH in Brisbane. I'm a producer there, I'm a volunteer announcer, I'm a board member and uh, generally assist the station manager with accessibility issues with technology. Uh, The other job that I have when I eventually get back there is teaching students with severe disabilities how to use iPads and um, computers through Link Vision's uh, mentoring program and in my spare time I tend to try and do a bit of four-wheel driving and camping and my wife and I will go away and I also have uh, or listen to music and play a number of musical instruments as a hobby although I don't get time a lot of time now to do that than Mm. I used to when I was younger. Well it must be a pretty musical branch up there you've got both of you who are into music uh, Steve Richardson who's very much into music um, uh, Ricky Chaplin from up that way must be a, a musical part of the country. Um, David, tell us about the branch pre-COVID. What did you used to do? How often did you meet? What sort of activities did you have? Well, Graham, we were doing everything face-to-face. So meetings were all face-to-face. They were only quarterly meetings, so a meeting yep. every three months. Um, And then if we needed any other correspondence, we would send out emails and people could contact me and ask questions. But generally, for the most part, all of our meetings were face-to-face and nothing was done virtually like what we're doing now. And did you have um, branch activities apart from the quarterly meetings or did you do other stuff getting together socially? 
No, not really. Oh. Um, oh. I basically took over the branch presidency in October. We wanted to do something for Christmas, but that kind of fell through. Um, then we were going to, as I said, have our quarterly kind of branch meeting in March slash Cats Up event yep. in um, in northern suburbs of Brisbane. And then COVID struck and then we had to go online. So, Paul, what was the thinking behind going online? What was the, the, the logic behind it? Why did you think that was going to be a viable option for the branch? Uh, Graham, basically what we found when the COVID hit, uh, feedback that we were getting from people that we all talked to as friends was that they still wanted the social connection. So mm -hmm. the idea was that we would do Zoom meetings online and we have ramped that up this year. So we've been holding a Zoom meeting every fortnight on a Saturday now. Uh, and we haven't been limiting it to branch members either because we wanted to get as many people as possible involved particularly those who felt they may be a little bit isolated and want the social interaction. Because we're a national organisation, we sort of decide to go that way. Yeah, I want to come to that in a moment. But firstly, um, let me ask you, David, um, what was the setup? What, what how did you go about it? How did you uh, let members know of the change and what was their reaction? Um, so basically the setup process, I spoke to the treasurer, Mark Musket. He said, yep. Let me get the link sorted. We'll use my own. We'll use my own personal link for the first time because he's got a Zoom account, and we'll host it through there. Once we had all the details sorted, I sent an email to the national office, and I said, "Look, could you just please send this out to all members, including right. Brisbane members, to see if anyone's to join?" We tried it. People started to join. People started to really talk and socialise, and it's been going on ever since then. And that's an important point, David, isn't it? Because uh, it wasn't just distributed to you know, people who'd been attending your meetings face to face. It, it went out to um, everyone in, in Brisbane, uh, in Queensland and, and more widely around the country, didn't it? Yeah, it did, Graham. See, what we wanted to do, we wanted to actually engage those people that live just outside of Brisbane, that it is too difficult for them to actually get into Brisbane on a weekend due mm. to transport or other concerns. Mm. So people from the Gold Coast, people from the Sunshine Coast, people from Toowoomba, we wanted to engage with those. Yep. Then we also wanted to start engaging with people up in far north Queensland because let's face it, unfortunately, there is a bit of a divide between us here in Brisbane and them up there. Like People mm. may think that doesn't happen in other states, but it does, yes. and it's sad. But then we also wanted to get perspectives, on-the-ground perspectives from people who are blind or low vision from different states, particularly the southern states like New South Wales, Victoria and Western Australia to see what they were going through because they were in far harsher lockdowns than what we've ever sure. had to endure. So we wanted yeah. to get their experience and get their perspective and then basically tell them, you're not alone. We want to help you. We want to support you. And Paul, uh, coming back to you, that was that sort of part of the logic for running the events much more frequently? Because as you were saying earlier, you've been doing this about every two weeks, and that's obviously much more often than uh, you know, once a quarter. It was, Graham. The, as I said before, we were, um, we were finding that a lot of people, particularly in the earlier COVID times, felt disconnected. And in the first couple of meetings that we did, it was decided as a group that we wanted to actually ramp it up because we talked about having monthly, we talked about having 
quarterly. But at that time, people were particularly interested in having the two weekly so that we could all stay in touch and discuss COVID in particular was one of the discussions that we had at the meetings in the early part, not so much now, but a lot of people were sort of feeling a little bit isolated and there was Mm. issues around transport and social distancing and all these things that have come up now in COVID times that were were not needed prior to COVID. Of course, you didn't run them as much like formal meetings, did you? They were more sort of social get-togethers. They certainly were, and we, we've talked about transport, we've talked about socialising, we've talked about what we're all going to do when the place opened up in the earlier time when we are all shut down. Mm. Uh, we've had people raising issues around, yeah, getting around with, particularly on the public transport, now that we've got COVID issues to deal with as well. Mm. But we also had people who... We had, I think, a session at some stage where we asked everybody what they'd like to do once we did it. Opened up to find out what interests people had and what the what the most important thing was. And David, uh, you uh, you had a lot of interest from um, other people around the country, not just in Queensland, didn't you? Yeah, that's right, Graham. We got quite a number of people from Victoria. Uh, Western Australia, and I believe we got one or two people from New South Wales every now and then actually joining in. And it was really good to hear what they were talking about, what issues they were facing, but to also us to tell them that, hey, you know, this is this is Queensland. Yeah, we're, we're not the backward state as everyone wants to think we are. We're doing okay. And yeah, yeah, when our borders are open, please come up for a holiday. We've talked about everything that happened in those meetings but one ironic moment is Richo's chiming clock went off and for the next 10 minutes people were talking about the wonders of what brand was the best chiming grandfather or grandmother clock and it was just one of those moments where you you could never have an agenda for everyone just started to talk about different things or Mm. everyone had an opinion on something and the conversation would just flow and as a coordinator unless there were massive arguments I just sit back and let it flow. Paul, um, we know in BCA that many of our members are older people, blindness being an age-related disability. What were the the issues that they faced? Did you find you weren't getting as many older people along because they were concerned about the technology? Uh, We certainly did. It was younger to middle-aged. We're starting now to get some of the older members along, but they certainly weren't there in in the uh, beginning and I'm not sure no one's sort of come to us and said why yet I mean we've can probably assume it's technology Mm. but um, and we're not also not getting that many northern or north Queensland people David have you have you reached out to um, members who haven't been coming along in, in in other ways to try and get over that technology gap or is that sort of the next step for you um i have reached out to one well to be honest one reached out to me who Uh, said i didn't actually know this was on and i said i don't know why you didn't receive the email but uh, we'll make sure we add you to the list yeah and he's attended a few meetings i know we've had a couple of people from north queensland every now and then and i think as a branch we'd have to be a little bit more communicative 
and not just thinking that, hey, everyone actually gets emails. Maybe we've actually got to call a few more people. And look, as branch president, look, I put my hand up to that. I could have done a better job of that. I'll freely admit that. But I think whoever actually takes over the actual committee going forward as a committee probably need to look into that as one of their first priorities to Mm. ensure that there is greater strategic communication. We have been in the latter part of, since we've been running these, we are advertising them on the BCAE list and also on the vision, uh, VIPL vision impairment mailing list. So anyone with email certainly does get the advertising that the, Mm. the group is meeting. But again, for those who don't have email, we certainly haven't been communicating that. Sure. Oh, well, look, um, I think you've done a great job during the, during the time so far. Um, and, you know, there's always ways that, uh, that you can improve. So as you say, uh, David, that's a task for the, for the committee going forward. What's your view of where Queensland is uh, at the moment? And when do you expect you'll move away from the Zoom meetings and, uh, and back to getting together face-to-face? I think keeping the Zoom meetings at least initially until I would say as a guess end of this year, maybe middle of next year, because remember, we want to actually promote Queensland. We want to promote what we're doing up here. But at the same time, we want to offer a social connection for those who can't get out or who who have other disabilities that make them a little bit more vulnerable to the coronavirus. But at the same time, what we want to do is we cannot rule out actually having face-to-face gatherings when it's safe to do so under the COVID restrictions here in Queensland. Well, can I thank you both for your uh, time on New Horizons tonight and and congratulate both of you and the Brisbane branch uh, on this initiative because certainly all of the feedback that I've heard is that people have, um, uh, both in Queensland and from other parts of Australia, have really appreciated the opportunity to be involved. Thanks very much. Thank you. Graham is there speaking with Paul Price and David Saxberg from the Brisbane branch. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, call 1-800-033-660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dreams.